We welcome you this morning to our podcast. This morning, my word for you is he cares for you. Look at your neighbor and say, he cares for you. And uh, my subtitle, I think was going to be my title, but my subtitle is he is no ordinary lion. He is. Reading from 1 Peter 5. Um, chapter 5, verse 6. I think we've got that for you, possibly. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in his time. Someone say his time. Casting all your care, not just some of them, not just a little of them. Someone say all. Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, like a roaring lion, the Bible doesn't say he's a lion, it says he's like a lion, walks about roaming, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, stand fast in your faith, and number, I'm gonna go down to one more verse. That was not in the Bible, that was my English. But may the God of all grace, someone say, all grace who called you to glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. Anybody up for that? To him be the glory and the honor forever and ever. Amen and amen. Revelation 5, do not weep. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, he has overcome. Someone say, he has overcome. Amen. Give him one more hand clap of praise to King Jesus. Father, we thank you for your anointing in this room. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. I ask you to do what only you can do. Speak to my brothers and sisters, Lord. Minister to them. Whisper into their ear even what I do not say. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what you do best and be God. In Christ's name, and everyone said, amen. 1 Peter 5 is a powerful chapter. It's written by Peter by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which all Scripture is. I love it that Jesus does not veil this disciple, this apostle, this one who began the New Testament church. He does not veil his weaknesses. He lets you know in the gospel he denied Christ. He lets you know in the gospel that he cut an ear off of somebody trying to protect Jesus. I've done some things, but I've never cut an ear off somebody with me. He lets us know that he sunk right down into the water when he got his eyes off of Jesus. But he also lets us know that Peter the denier was the powerful preacher on Pentecost. That Peter the betrayer was Peter also who built the New Testament church. I don't know about you, but I know about me. If he wasn't disqualified, I'm not disqualified either. Can I get an amen in this room? But I love that he takes this chapter, and um, on Wednesday nights when we study the books of the Bible underneath me, we title chapters, and if I were to title this chapter, it would not be the roaring lion. It would not be the adversary, but it would be he cares for you. Best news you'll hear all day. Amen. When the lions rage after you, Peter says he cares for you. When the things are overwhelming you, he cares for you. When life is abundant, he cares for you. And you're fearful this morning and your something is stealing your peace, he cares for you. If your fear of not finishing in time and it's slowing you down, he cares for you. If you're fearful of all the choices in life and it's making you indecisive, he cares for you. If your fear of missing something on this earth that's blinding you, 
He cares for you. If you forget your faith, he cares for you. If you forget grace, he cares for you. If you forget hope, he cares for you. If you forget his love, he cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. Somebody let him know you're thankful. Somebody let him know you're thankful. So to all those listening by podcast and in this room that are carrying the weight of the world, it's time to hand it over into his capable hands. He cannot carry what you do not hand to him. He cannot. He cares for you. But taking this chapter in context, the way that it is written, let's suppose this morning you're at the zoo and you're with a little child that you love dearly. Maybe it's a niece or nephew. Maybe it's your child, someone else's child. You love them dearly and they've been put underneath your care. And all of a sudden at this zoo that would not, I want to preface with all the gun-toting brothers and sisters in the room. <laughs> Hallelujah for the gun-toters. I want to preface that they would not let you bring in any weapons into the zoo. They actually put, because it, it was a blue state. Okay, I'm leaving it along now. But anyway, you hear screams, loud speaker blast, red lights, terrible sounds that make a Amber Alert sound like nothing. You know, sometimes those alarms have such a deafening sound. And all of a sudden you hear why those alarms are going off because a lion's pride has somehow escaped. There you are with that little child, two-year-old toddler that can barely walk and your flight or fright kicks in. First thing you do is you pick up that child. You look for safety. You look for a place to hide. You look for a place to barricade, a place to flee with roaring lions on the loose. Whatever means necessary, you will protect that child. That adrenaline rush that we don't ever want comes. You can feel your heartbeat out of your chest. All those feelings you don't want, you have anything by whatever means necessary. You want to protect that toddler. I want to tell you this morning, you have just felt a drop in the ocean of the love of Christ for you. You have just felt his intensity for you. But he would not be fearing any earthly or satanic lions because his name is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is greater than anyone. I love the words of the song Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble Jesus Jesus you light shadows Jesus Jesus you silence fear his ability to protect you and I on the earth this zoo where lions roam about is beyond what we can comprehend he not only cares for you but he is the lion of the tribe of Judah and he has prevailed someone give him a out of praise this morning. Come on, let him hear it. I recently, this week, had a dream about the enemy. I'm leaving out the details. Coming after the seed of the church. And uh, it was in the second watch of the night, which I'll explain why that's important another time. But I'd been awake for three hours, had done nothing but listen to sermons. I wasn't watching anything. I don't watch horror. I don't have any part of horror. But in this dream, in this, what used to be my office back over here, the um, enemy was after the new birth of the church and it was so intense and there was gathering people coming and going and there was notes left and 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 I was trying to protect this new birth and the enemy kept I didn't see him or whatever it was coming but in the dream my husband who's in heaven now uh, which, which was symbolic of King Jesus was with me and there was people gathered from the church and I'm leaving out many details that are not to glorify the enemy because Jesus triumphed in the end but in the midst of it there was notes left that was coming for that 
that little baby that I did not recognize. It was recognizing new birth in Christ. And notes were left all over the room. But at one point, my husband went over and put a post-it note and wrote on it in his writing and said, I know who you are, and I'm, waking, I'm waiting up for you. Meet me in my office. I'll be up. And when he said that, I woke up. And when I woke up and I voiced this dream that I don't want to go into this morning, but when I voiced this dream to a prayer partner, a woman, of my, a friend of mine, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me so strongly, and I remembered a picture that I had secured about a month ago. I put it on Church of Harvest. Um, we all, several of us run those sites, and I put it on Church Harvest, and it is of this image because this is what the Lord said to me. It, it was that's powerful. The, the next one, I'm sorry, I said that was the first one. That one right there of the shepherd running for the lamb. I'm going to tell you the wolf would like to kill your seed the seed of Israel the seed of the body of Christ all over the world but we have no ordinary lion we serve the lion of the tribe of Judah and he runs for you he runs for your child oh somebody let him hear it this morning he runs for your situation he runs for your destiny you see my husband who's in heaven was representing my heavenly Boaz my King Jesus who is my husband, my Ishi on earth. And he was saying, it wasn't about me. It was about what was to come. But he said, you meet me in my authority is what Jesus says. And I want to tell you, King Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, says to your enemies of sickness and worry and fear and overwhelming responsibility, come and meet me in my authority, says the Son of God, because I I'm up and I'm waiting for you. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him in this house. Somebody praise him in this house. Look at your neighbor and say, she won't calm down. Don't even wait for it. I will when I teach you a little bit later. Mark 1 and 27 says, who is this man who even unclean spirits obey him? Luke 8 and 25 said, who is this man? that even the, he commands the wind and the waves and they obey him. Jesus said in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me by my Father. Ephesians 1 and 20 says, God raised him up, Jesus, from the dead and set him in heavenly places and gave him a name that is above every name, not only in this age, but it says even in the age to come, his name will be greater. Revelation 17 and 4 says about the authority of King Jesus, our line of the tribe of Judah. They will make war against the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them because he is no ordinary lion. He is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. He will, he will overcome them. Somebody shout hallelujah in this place and it says those who are with him are called chosen and faithful and the dream the second part of the dream that's funny the next day I can't go into either one of them but the next day in my mind I said nothing because often if I have a dream forewarning me the next dream will show the other side of it meaning nothing bad to happen just the glory and the next night the Lord showed me a gathering that was so big and so many rooms and so many people which is symbolic of a great harvest I don't know about you but I'm going to tell you Jesus protects the seed of things as 
which are to come. Jesus protects the seed of your prodigals. Jesus protects the seed of your destiny. Jesus protects the seed of your breakthrough. Jesus protects the seed of all that is with to come because he is greater and mightier than all others and he deserves our praise. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen in this house? At Calvary, the Lion of Judah roared, and he invites you and I to share in his glory, his victory, and his grace to complete you, to establish you. He cares for you as a soft pillow for an anxious heart. He cares for you. So why does the Bible, before we get to showing you how to cast your cares, why does it make the analogy of him being a lion? Well, Proverbs 30 30 says, Who has not heard of the lion, the strongest of the army of beasts, who will not turn aside for any others? Those, uh, historians say, who have visited his haunts, tell of his stately walk as he roars the plains of Africa, undaunted because of his majestic procession. In the dark night, he makes even the forest and the plains of Africa tremble with his deep-toned roaring, which swells on the ear and then deafens down into a muttering sound. He will boldly face 1,000 men. And I want to tell you, they make the analogy of Jesus being the lion because he boldly faced hell and the gates of hell and the gates of darkness, and he is in control. He is in control. No president is in control. No foreign leader is in control. No army on distant shores is in control. There is only one and his name is Jesus and he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Scripture calls him a lion because it's a symbol for strength, victory, and courage. Fierceness and royalty. His title from the tribe of Judah is the stamp of his humanity. It's from the descent from which he came. He came through the lineage, or his great-great-great-great-grandparents were all from the line of Judah, which means the tribe of praise. That's why you feel a little better when you pause to praise. That's why life gets a little easier when you pause to praise, because one came out of the tribe of Judah who crushed the head of the enemy. One came out of the tribe of Judah who lifted up his praise at the empty tomb and when we praise him heaven comes down and earth gets caught in the smack somebody give King Jesus a praise today hallelujah he came through that lineage Jesus you make the darkness tremble Amos and Hosea wrote that his roar will bring fear and dominion fearful to go after as I've said earlier the people that belong to the line of the tribe of Judah woe be to Hepsalat today woe be to the Islamic terrorists today and woe be children of God you have been grafted into the vine you are sons and daughters of the king woe be to a co-worker that raises their hand against you woe be to anyone on the earth that comes against you. Woe be to anyone that sets a trap for you. Woe be. We wish them no demise. But what I'm saying, he is our protector. We have nothing to fear. The roar of the lion of Judah deafens the darkness. Hallelujah. 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 Praise your holy name, Jesus. Praise your holy name, Jesus. Nothing to fear. 
his roar it's like when you're out there and we used to see bears and we pastor Hank and I go and he go don't get don't go near the don't go near the cubs they look cute baby but don't go near the cubs there's a mama bear watching somewhere she's watching she's gonna come lay you down and I didn't bring my double barrel shotgun with a scope on it it's the same way when you mess with his people I want to submit to you this morning in the midnight hour when your hope was gone, it was the roar of the Lion of Judah that got you going and back on your feet. In the middle of the storm, it was his peace and his joy that roared in the midst of you. In the middle of an overwhelming problem and you saw no way through, no way out, and no way over, there was a heavenly instinct that came up inside of you. There was an answer that came up inside of you. You didn't see it as a roar. You didn't hear it as a roar. You didn't feel it as a roar, but something picked you up and placed you back on your feet. I submit for your consideration today. It was the absolute power in you that comes from the one who is known as Lion of the tribe of Judah. In the early days of harvest, a few of you remember, we used to sing, Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. How wonderful you are. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah. How powerful you are. And I'd keep singing, but it changes key right there. <laughs> Michael could probably take it. <laughs> but I used to love the victory sound in here. We may bring that back at our praise night in January that we're going to bring back some people and work together. Hell, hell, line of Judah. How powerful you are. Hell to the king, hell to the line of the tribe of Judah. Glory, glory to his name. Don't turn back now. You are not on your own. You are not forgotten. You are not forced to hold up your world with your own hands. No, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed and he is our defender and he is our king now give him a praise in this house I'll try to teach you for a few moments if that's okay it says cast all your cares upon him be sober be vigilant for your adversary roars like a lion be vigilant means to be on watch continually perpetually in the Greek Hebrew Old Testament Greek New Testament it means that he is sneaky his goal is to make you anemic to devour you I thought we was going to talk about casting cares. Now you're talking about the devil. <laughs> We're getting there. It's, it's in this chapter. To accuse you and make you weak and anemic. His name is Diabolus. Some people say it different than that. It means to strike and strike and strike again. He's the accuser. 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says, But don't let the enemy take advantage of you. The word planeta means to outwit or twist you. Be sober because your adversary is antedious in the Greek is the word used for prosecuting lawyer. Someone who argues against someone for their sake of their punishment. If the enemy's been arguing against you and using your thoughts, he's doing it to try to get you into punishment. 
punishment, to prosecute us, to make us feel unworthy. But the Bible says, resist the enemy and do not entertain him. Come on, somebody. There was someone that often when someone gets loose from prison or one time someone was loose out near a ranch property and some of us sisters here were talking because the police said, don't entertain him. And I think, are we idiots? Would you like a cocktail? <laughs> I don't drink, but you go ahead. Let's get you drunk, and I'm going to take you out with my gun. Don't entertain him. And I thought, that's just the stupidest thing to say to us, that we're going to entertain somebody. About that time, I was in my living room, and someone broke out near me, and all of a sudden, the SWAT team, I'm just sitting there at a long table in front of our back glass doors, and there's SWATs going all over my backyard, and they're just doing this. I mean, pastor was out of town, of course, and they're doing this at me. Don't say a word. And I'm thinking, my God, what is happening? Run for the hills. And they're saying, don't entertain him. I thought, entertain who? I have nobody in here. But they were scoping it out. But here's what entertain means. Lighten it up here for a moment. It means to hold the attention of, to provide lodging for. Don't make a place for the words of the enemy. Don't entertain, entertain him because he will say, you're in this mess because of your dumb mistakes. You are reaping what you sowed. No way out. It's interesting how the enemy keeps facts of our life. Oh, he's like a, he's like a filing cabinet all on his own. He'll remember facts that happened to you in 1978. Facts of something you failed in in 2004. Facts of something that you did in 2017. He maintains the facts that are not true of the situation, which to bring about fear and the idiom of the chickens have come home to roost. You ever heard that? It means the bad things in your past have come back to haunt you. I'm going to turn that around a moment, but hang with me. You're paying for your past. Your kids are a mess because you failed. You had one window and you missed that window. You're going to be bankrupt because of a bad decision. You see, the enemy will mingle facts about things that you've gone through with untrue revelation. He will speak to you in a way to get you to agree with him. You destroyed all your friendships because you weren't a faithful friend. He'll bring the weaknesses, the things of your past. You think God will answer your prayer about so-and-so? God still remembers 1965. I was the only one probably living there four years old. You think you can be used in these places? You think you can pray for healing? You think you better back up now. You think you can be used to help someone else? Don't you remember 2006? He'll use arguments that make sense to you so you will agree with him. He will throw those arrows at your mind. And I'm going to tell you, you better back up and you better tone in or tune in I should say to your inner lawyer stop arguing with people on the internet stop arguing with people in the shower stop arguing with people in traffic and argue in your mind and in your spirit against the enemy pull up the word of the Lord what shall separate me from the love of Christ Romans 8 and 36 neither past tribulation demons or things fears for today or worries of tomorrow Nothing can stop the work of Jesus. Nothing will stop or separate me. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise. The Lion of Judah argues back, and you've got to argue back against those thoughts. You've got to become an agent of your own thoughts with the Word of God.
like a Philadelphia courtroom lawyer. You have got to speak back with not a deposition of the code of law, but a deposition of the word of God, which is the highest law in the land. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, forgetting those things of the past and reaching forward to the things of the future. Remember not the former things, but consider the things of old, for behold, the Lord's going to do a new thing. We've got to remember that David said in Psalms 103, he is a restoring, he is a redeeming, he is a delivering God. You've got to learn to argue back at the thoughts. Don't align with them. Don't get with them, but argue against them. Someone say amen. Hey, 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 hey. And as far as chickens coming home to roost, the line of Judah turns aside from that. I'll tell you what's coming home. Prodigals are coming home. There's no chickens coming about to roost under the grace of Jesus Christ. Blessings are coming home. Peace is coming home. Joy is coming home. Mercy is coming home. Prayers that will be answered are coming home. Salvation is coming home. And a revival that will shake the land is coming home. Somebody give him a praise in this house. Hallelujah. That's what's going to come back and roost. And that is the glory of God. Argue back against the enemy. I've told you time and time again. I have traveled with some of the most well-known and unknown names. Some of those unknown names of my favorites that have been in the kingdom so long and doing the work of God so long and they consistently fight against the same voices you see someone on TV you see someone that's powerful and you think they don't deal with any of that no they've learned to ignore or argue back with those thoughts those thoughts that come to make you anemic those thoughts that come to take your seed that's what the dream was all about the enemy wants to stop that which is going to come through you what you've been does not matter but what you shall become what this church has been is wonderful but what it shall become is greater what the body of Christ all over the world has done is wonderful but what she will do is even more glorious King Jesus will be victorious hallelujah so in a chapter that seeks roaring lion and all that it says he cares for you there's a song when I was growing up it said no one will ever care for you like Jesus and they used to sing that in church, and I just cry as a little girl. But I just thought that touches me deeply. I mean, Billy Bob, he likes me. He gave me an ID bracelet when I turned ten. I saw a few old of my Billy Bobs in town the other day. I thought, what is this? The reunion of all the people I liked when I was in elementary school. <laughs> Most of them are bankers and lawyers and run some big companies that I won't say because you, you'll be able to figure out who some of them are. All friends, all godly brothers in the Lord. But I was just thinking, you know, Billy Bob. He really likes me. He gave me an ID bracelet with my name on it because that was the thing you did back in that day. But no one cares for you like Jesus. Not your spouse. Not your mother. Not your father. Which I think a mother and father's love is intense. But he cares for you. Peter just brings this protective verse in the midst of a roaring lion. It seems like he circles the whole chapter. 
and says, I'm going to let you know right in the middle is the way God does it. The enemy's seeking who he can devour. He's roaming, but he cares for you. Jesus cares for you. Christ is not trying to take anything from us. He is trying to give us something that is more abundant than we could ever dream. And the filter, you must determine everything from the enemy or from the Lord is John 10 and 10. For the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. When you put it through the filter, I ask you this morning by the Lord who gave me this message, pleasure is in sin for a season, but eventually there is destruction. Pleasure in wrong relationships feels good temporarily, but at the end there is destruction. I even submit for your consideration my own opinion, there's pleasure in bitterness for a season. Can I get an amen? You just nurse that bitterness. You just keep it going, but then it comes to an end. There's a, there's a season of pleasure of doing it my own way, but I want to tell you something. Eventually, it's going to come to a bad place. The life that Jesus gives, he gives, he restores. The safest place to be is the will of God and the life that he gave. And if you look down the horizon, I don't know why this is in here, but I must obey him. If you look down the horizon and you say to yourself, if I keep following this path, this is where it's going to lead me to something that steals life from me it is not the path that king jesus wants for you it is not the thought life that king jesus wants for you it's not the emotional deficit that king jesus wants for you jesus wants you to look through the filter of he came to give life and life more abundantly somebody give him a praise so i can back up for a moment come on somebody give him a praise so this is our confidence as frustrations roar, insecurities roar, cares roar, anxieties roar, weight roars. I've had some really incredible results for a blood test this week that the enemy just tormented me over because they found a rare blood clotting disorder. And, and I've known this for many months and been praying and uh, just thought, what in the world? And they said, well, maybe it's some DNA. And dear God, every time my leg would cramp, I'd like, take me to the hospital. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And if you Google it, you're dead in seven seconds. You might as well just go ahead, take your own life. Okay, come. Your just thoughts are so crazy, and only a few people knew about it and kept watching it. And this precious Dr. Jessica decided to retest me, and Pastor Billy had me take a communion every day and all of that. Anybody in your family had blood clot? Never, never. We, we don't know what's going on, but Dr. Jessica said there is a possibility that you had a bacteria last year and it lodged in your blood in your clot in your blood and in your uh, liver and it's signaling things that shouldn't be there it's just a chance you know and I took that and I told Jesus I said whatever the devil has dropped off come pick it up that's not, I'm simple I'm simple I just said come pick it up I was taking communion until I, I can't stand any more grape juice somebody with me declaring but I just finally said, King Jesus, come pick it up. And I'm telling you, two weeks ago, I went back in. They're still trying to figure out some things. She's a wonderful doctor, wonderful doctor. And I didn't know she was going to retest that. When they called the results and said everything was perfect, I said, I called back. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Her name was Courtney. And I said, Courtney, her nurse, did, you, did she check me for the blood clot? She goes, no, I don't think so. And I was in here praying. I thought, okay, well, here we go. I just keep praying. And then she calls back. She goes, wait, 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 Ms. Davis. She did check you. It's perfect. That's disappeared off the map. Come on, somebody. She said, that has disappeared. Sometimes we've just got to say to King Jesus, 
Come pick up whatever the enemy has tried to drop off inside of me. That's the way the Lord works. And casting your cares is taken from the Greek word malah, which means he cares for you. He's concerned. He's thoughtful. He's interested. He's aware. He cares of the meticulous details. Jesus himself said, you see these sparrows? What are they worth? Five are worth just a little bit of change. But you are more valuable to the Lord, and he does not overlook one bird that falls. Falls. He keeps up to the last detail. You are valuable to Jesus. He cares for you. Somebody praise him. He cares for you. Somebody praise him. He goes on to say, you see the birds? I just love the way Jesus gives word pictures. You ever see a bird that messes out building a barn? Like storm its food? No. If you see a group of birds building a barn, please call me. You ever see birds building barns? No. Because their father feeds them. They don't worry. They don't stress. And aren't you more valuable than that? Can you add one more day to your life, King Jesus says, through your worry? He said, that's what unbelievers do. It dominates their mind, the worry. He said, even the lilies are more glorious than Solomon in all their splendor, and they're thrown in the fire tomorrow. And you are more valuable to him. He watches the lilies. He watches the birds. He cares for all of them. But you are more valuable. He cares for you. Someone say amen. The word care means anything. Listen. It causes you worry or anxiety. Regardless of why it happened, it needs to be on the shoulders of Christ. Your shoulders are not big enough to carry the cares of the world. There's only one frame, and that's Christ Jesus. We were not built for that. We were built for a lot of things. I preached that recently, but you were not built to carry anxiety. You were not built to carry worries. You were not built to carry cares. And if you continue to do it, if we don't submit them to the Lord, it will find all of a sudden that they overburden us into a way that we are no good to anyone. Look at your neighbor and say, cast all your care. Chris, if you'll come help me. I've got a little bit to go on, but if you'll come help me. But this is what the scripture says, cast, which means shift. Someone say shift. It means shift the weight. I don't know if the men do this, but the women do this, or I do this, and my friends do this. If I get a bunch of groceries, even when Pastor Hank was here, he'd be inside, you know, solving somebody's crisis on the phone, and I'd have 40 bags. And I was convinced I could carry all of them in one trip. <laughs> Who's with me? And here's the crazy thing. I love exercise. I'm the one that parks at the end of the mall. I'm the one that parks as far away so I can get in 17 more calories burned. I mean, I'm kind of freaked out about that. How much can I walk? If you stand up, you burn more calories. I'm going to stand up for five minutes. At 62, you got to use whatever means necessary. Come on, somebody. But I, I would come in, and Pastor Hank would often catch me with 25 bags coming to the steps. He'd say, Rhonda, really? I got this. I got it. He goes, yeah, two two-liters just rolled down the driveway. They're going to the neighbor's house. We don't drink Coke, but we'd buy them for Wednesday night. Not that matters. You drink Coke, I celebrate that. I'll just I'll throw that in. You say, you're carrying too much. And I think that's what the Lord is saying to us this morning. You've got to shift. And so shift means to shift the weight to him. It's like when I would take those bags and hand them to Pastor Hank, I would shift the weight to him. But we have to do that with King Jesus. It means I make the decision to shift the weight of these things onto him. Because you and I can either live overwhelmed by everything or overshadowed by he who has overwhelmed the world. Because if you don't, it'll weigh you down till you're no good to anyone. Shift the weight. Everyone say shift. It means I shift the weight on him. 
And it's a, the, the verb is a, um, not a passive, but active, which means how many can raise your hand and say, I gave it to the Lord yesterday and here I am giving it to him again today. Everybody in this room, if you're not raising your hand, you're lying. You're lying in the house of the Lord. You're lying because we all do it. We pick it back up. Cast is an interesting thing. Cast your cares has a second meaning in the Greek. It's a compound of the words ipi and rito, which means upon something. It means to fling something. It means to fling it. It's actually a term where they would take a beast of burden and they would throw their luggage on it. It means to cast it. This morning I want to show you our Alex Higgins who competed a lot in a sport and uh, I thought I had the name but I was so focused on how heavy the ball is. Look at that. He has got a 60 pound ball or 35 steel and sand and he's throwing it as hard and fast as he can to get to the mark. Be like Alex. Pick up the weight. That's 60 pounds. I'm not going to try to pick it up. And cast it away from you. Treat it like something that's deadly. Treat it like something that's torturous. Treat it like something that wants to take you out. Don't entertain your cares, but cast them in the name of the Lord to the one. Come on, somebody who can do something about it when you take the Greek definition out of my Greek Bible it means take that heavy burden that difficult or challenge you're carrying that one that has arisen to circumstances that one that's created hardship and struggles in your life take that thing take that thing take that thing and fling all of those on the back let him carry it for you. Because I'm going to tell you something. The human frame was never meant to carry the weight of the world. I, I, I can carry a lot, but I remind myself all the time as your lead pastor who's so excited. Perry last night was like, are you doing this? Are you doing that? I was just, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited about the church. I'm so excited about what we're doing. I'm so excited about what God is doing and all of that. And he just started laughing. I'm so excited. But even myself, I have to remind myself, Rhonda, you are not King Jesus. Yeah, we knew that, Pastor Rhonda. But sometimes we act like we are. And we're just going to carry everything that we are contending with and everything of everybody around us. I've reminded myself as a lead pastor, I can't make people's dreams come true. Only King Jesus can. There's many things I can't do, but I know what I can do. We've got to do it. When I was, uh, when I was teaching junior choir, there was a song we sang, and I'll go in a crazy key here, so it'll be okay. Maybe I won't sing it. We'll see. It's called... I cast all my care upon you. I lay all my burdens down at your feet. And any time I don't know what to do, I just cast all my care upon you. Amen. Yesterday, as I just laid down for 30 minutes in the sun in my study and just let it beat on my face while the cat, the queen of the universe, took her rightful throne on the desk. Um, oh, Lord, anyway. I'm laying in the sun, and I'm dozing in and out for about 30 minutes. I always set a timer, 30 minutes, and I just take a little nap. My mom always said, do that to knock the stupid off of you. So if I'm not stupid, it's because I took a nap. Come on, somebody. But... uh Spirit of the Lord, as I went into a dream, began to sing, I cast all my care. I had not thought of that song in years. 
I lay all my burdens down at your feet. And anytime I don't know what to do, I'm just going to cast. I'm just going to throw all my cares upon you. Try it, brothers and sisters. I want you to prepare to bring some of your cares to the Lord in just a moment. I'm ending this a bit different today, maybe a little calmer than I normally end it, but I want to follow him more than follow me. I love what he does more than I love what I do. I'm addicted to him. He says at the end of that chapter in Peter, he says, out of his grace, says Peter, through the direction of the Holy Spirit, this line of Judah is going to restore you. That means he's going to set things right. Is there anything in your life this morning you'd like to see set right? right? He's going to set things right. Then he's going to support you, which means he's going to encourage you. And he's going to guide you. I don't know if I'm the only one, especially with all the exciting changes and the busting forth that we're doing. But the decisions are like daily. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And even though I have a great board of regents, but sometimes it's just like, Jesus, I need your guidance. I need your wisdom. I need your encouragement. Anybody else with me? Would you like for him to support you? Would you like to receive today and this week some encouragement and some guidance that you can't get on your own? He says he will strengthen you, which means to give you courage. And the word sterezo in the Greek is the same word, leave it to Peter, to tie it in, that Jesus said to Peter, I prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Criso, which means I pray that you'll be strengthened. And lastly, I, he said, I will place you on a firm foundation. As we get ready to come to him with our cares this morning, I want to tell you again before we end, he cares for you. Can you say amen? I want to tell you this morning that he wants you to cast, to let go of those cares on him because he cares. Maria, he is, he gives attention. Sometimes you just feel like I just wish someone would help me with this. I know I'm not the only one. I wish, I wish someone would help me with that, that he's paying attention to everything you need this week in the workplace. He's paying attention this week, raising your children. He's paying attention this week and whatever you do in your workplace or your home, he is paying attention. He he cares for you, and he wants you to cast all your cares. He wants you to fling them, to shift the weight. And every time that arguing attorney shows up in your mind, he wants you to tap into your inner lawyer and just begin to speak the word of God and know it and declare it because he is no ordinary lion. Can I get a hand clap of praise to King Jesus? He's no ordinary lion. He's the lion who overcame. He is no ordinary shepherd. He is the shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. He is no ordinary lamb, for he's the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And he is no ordinary king when you follow his ancestor DNA, ancestry DNA in the book of Luke of Matthew and you see from which he came and all the people he followed they were flawed, they were weak they were human, they made mistakes, God still used them but when it comes to this name of Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph, you come to one who is extraordinary he is no ordinary king he is the king of 
of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who says to you this morning, you can live overwhelmed by it all or you can be overshadowed by his grace, his blessing, his protection of he who is in control. Would you stand with me all over this building, everywhere that you physically can? Would you stand with me? I want you right now to think of something, a care that you want to bring to the Lord. And if it were possible, I want everyone just to come down for a few moments of prayer. Josh had to leave. Would you just come down and bring those cares right now? Just come and bring them and stand in these altars. Bring them. We all have them. We all came in here with them. We all will be faced with them. I want you to see those cares. I want you to name them in your mind. I want you to do that right now. I'm going to pray over you, then I'm going to let others pray with you as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, King Jesus, Lion of the tribe of Judah. We come to you with cares that we cannot carry, though we have tried, but your word says that you care for us. You love us. You fight for us. So we bring you these cares, Lord. We bring you these situations, and we put them into your hand. We shift the weight of these things onto you. We cast them onto you. Forgive us, Lord, that we keep picking them up. Forgive us that we keep carrying them. And Lord, for every man and woman in this room, every young person, that those thoughts have been assailing their mind from the enemy, those antagonistic, accusing thoughts, we speak back your word, Lord. And we thank you, King Jesus, that we are victorious in your name and in your power. We decree it. And the church said, amen. Now turn around to someone. Just find someone you can take their hands in your hands and pray over them. Pray over their cares. Pray over their situations right now, right where you are. Hallelujah. Praise you, King Jesus. Praise you, King Jesus. Praise you, King Jesus. We are standing on holy ground, and I know that there are angels all around. Just pray for that person. Come on and lift up that praise. Jesus now. Come on, pray for that person right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In his presence on holy ground. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We are standing. Sing it if you're done praying. On holy ground. And I know there are angels. I see them all around. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus.
course again we are standing we are standing on holy ground and I know that there are angels presence on holy ground where your presence is surely in this place Lord to every fearful of heart you speak courage to everyone overwhelmed you speak peace Lord for whatever we're facing in decisions in the workplace in the home you are with us Lord we thank you for your lordship we thank you for your power we thank you for who you are to us Lord for it is more than enough. Lord, when we leave this place, cares are going to try to come back. Worries are going to try to choke out again. But we are going to cast those upon you because you care for us. Help us to be vigilant, Lord. We know the enemy roars around like a roaring lion, but he's not a lion. We thank you for your protection and your glory around us, Lord. And we praise you, Lord, for protection on the seed of the body of Christ all over this world. If you'd pray with me, church. We pray for revival from churches all over the world. We pray, Lord, for revivals in America. We pray, Lord, as adversaries would love to stop that, Lord. We thank you that you have great plans for the body of Christ. We thank you in your authority. We give you praise and glory for prayers that are answered, for prodigals that will return. We give you praise and glory, Lord, for what you are doing. We thank you, Lord, that your people from here to Israel to the farmhouse corners of the earth are underneath the name of Jesus the son of the almighty God and we give you praise today Lord for all that you are preparing for us and for every church in Jesus name and the church said amen give him one more praise in this place come on give him one more praise hallelujah hallelujah so just keep casting. Be like Alex and cast. <laughs>